Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. And this week, it's Cooking Wine. Like pretend you're pretending on like a big important call. Yes, Mr. Pre- oh, uh, sorry, I'm late, Tim. I was out uh, spoiling some some liver. Perfect. Oh, I'll just edit out the. Uh, it'll work. Little mm-hmm. little editing magic. Oh, ho, ho, David! Oh, it's cool. I've just been waiting for you. No big deal. Let me walk over to the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good one too. Um, we'll pick. We'll pick between one and two, and then we'll get to the part where I go. All right. Hey, 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 as you were, a podcast about alkaline trio, where every week we talk about one alkaline trio song. My name is Tim, and his name is late because he was out spoiling his liver david anthony and i'm still walking to the microphone of so far away oh why were you out spoiling your liver i couldn't wait uh the sun was up for far too long today we've just recited all the lyrics he's always been a vampire that matt skiba Mm -hmm. and we are here for another edition of as you were a podcast about alkaline trio and david I gotta say, you and I, usually we've we've been doing a little bit of pre-pro as sure. far as what do we want to talk about with this one, and we got in, and I threw it on, and I'm just like, dog, it's one of the fucking best songs. Yeah, it's so fun. It's just like, when I think of fun Alkaline Trio, this is the song I think of. I don't know if there's another one, really, that is just like this much of a good time. Right. Um, One could argue maybe the Muppets cover. One could argue maybe Old English 800, songs that are throwaways but very fun. This is like a great song that's also very fun. It is, and it's got this real nice sense of, of vinegar to it where things Piss aren't... vinegar, you say? Oh, yeah, my favorite Alkaline Trio <laughs> song. And um, my favorite Against Me song. It has tones that aren't quite dialed in yet. You've got a band mm-hmm. that's just kind of getting the feel for each other. This is this is the first song from the Four Year Lungs Only EP that we've had a chance to cover. You're right. Oh my goodness, it's all coming out. Goodness gracious. In front of the microphones as we go, I got to tell you, this is one of my favorite Alkaline Trio releases. Same. I I have a lot of love for this um, and a lot of love for the title track, which I think is uh, doesn't get talked about enough, which we will do at some point. We will do at some um, point. But Cooking Wine is, it feels like, to me, an early like, oh, that's the hit. Yeah. You know, because you know, this predates so much other stuff, really. And it feels like this was the one where people were like, oh, yeah, that's that's the song. That's going to be their hit. And it, then they just did so much more in the, in the following five it years. It really does. It really like has this, this kind of packaging that you can see the formula 
moving forward, but it's still got this grit that hasn't been left behind yet. I remember when I was a freshman in high school and getting into punk rock and my cool older uh-huh. friend Nick yep. uh, said that this was his favorite Alkaline Trio song and I was a From Here to Infirmary. I liked God Damn It. I, sure. liked, I liked all the records, but I think that this was maybe the first one that seemed like, oh, that's your favorite one? Yeah. Interesting because my favorite is Maybe I'll Catch Fire yeah, or yeah, San yeah. Francisco. So I went home that day. God, Nick and I are, are, are friends to this day, and I, I don't love admitting this, knowing that he'll hear it at some point. I went home that day and immediately learned how to play the bass line to it because yeah. I wanted to be able to bust it out the next time he was around, and I did. Also... Let's get real. That bass line is so good. It's so fucking good because, I mean, instrumentally for for Matt, as far as like guitar stuff, like this doesn't really pick up until the chorus and then the instrumental at the end. Dan really just comes in and writes a really, really nice lead for this song. He really does. I think there's there's a lot of little interesting things in a song that is otherwise so straightforward. And I think this is to really kind of tie this around to modern alkaline trio or at least the last couple records where like matt is more overtly being like i'm doing the ramones kind of thing sure second verse same as the first and just like very simple pop stuff like it does reach back to a song like this this is the same thing it's one set of lyrics repeated twice it's very simple chord progressions there's not a lot going on in terms of what he's doing but Glenn's little drum intro that kicks it in with a feedback kind of building, you know, Glenn's doing a lot of really subtle stuff early on, you know, um, it's very symbol heavy and hi hat heavy. And he gets into his like stop starty stuff in the very end. Yeah. But this really is a showcase of Dan as a bass player. Dan Andriano has said on numerous occasions that he doesn't really like listening back to a record like God damn it or some of the early stuff because he feels like what he's doing is too busy. Yeah. And though I disagree, I can see his point. I mean, it's kind of like it's, uh, we have episodes of this podcast where I listen back and I say, I, I wish we wouldn't have had as much coffee as we did before we recorded that one. It's sure. that kind of thing that sure. like, all right, like, dude, you're hitting as many notes as you possibly can. And you're trying to prove yourself. Right. I get shit. it. And now it's like, oh, that's. That just reflects the youth and the yes. over-exuberance of what I was doing. Exactly. And I feel like this one, even in the context of the other stuff on this EP, kind of stands out because his bass tone and his bass playing on the song is so smooth and so buttery and just like very warm, where I think a lot of what I think of when I think of Dan's playing is that like high ping, like bing, 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 bing. Yeah, totally. And this is just a very like laid back, I could almost hear it in like a classic rock song kind of just like bass uh-huh. part. It's very, very cool. It's just, it's got like a nice little walk intro mm-hmm. and there is that, that, you know, bass arpeggiating <sighs> of, mm-hmm. but it's, it's so on the low end that yes. it isn't, it isn't that business and that like, oh, all right, joy and division. I, type yeah, well, thing. yeah. Uh-huh. And I think, 
I think part of that is because of Matt's guitar part yeah. and his guitar tone. I've always loved his tone on this EP because it's it's kind of clean. It's got a little bit of dirt on it, but it just feels like it, it's just what I love in terms of like punk rock guitar tone. It just sounds like someone plugged straight into an amp. Yeah. Rolled the volume back a hair and it's just like. Here we are. This is it. Totally. I, I don't need to step on anything. Right. I just need to play it a little harder or yeah. pull back. Like so much of his, the dynamics in the guitar feels just like how he's muting or how he's holding or how hard he's picking. Like, and I really get that here. It's and just it's such so a, sick. it's such a good, like solid state 50 watt yes. amp tone. It's not good, but it's fucking great. It's yeah, exactly. It's absolutely perfect. And I really re- love that last hit that he has after the song is over where you really just breathe that in wholly you know he just has that weird like hit like okay takes done burn like yep oh shit probably shouldn't have done that because it messes with things but that is such a grimy and not totally dialed in tone that he has there and that's what's exciting about it it's that this band Mm -hmm. hasn't perfected the formula yet but they're getting there. Yeah, I think that's what's so interesting about it is this is really kind of, you know, just like them getting their shit together, these three people, you know, because they had had, you know, Rob Doran previously, who is also a pretty busy bass player, but also a very different bass player than Dan, I would say. Yeah. Um, and this, this EP and this song in particular has always felt like the most like, oh, they got the guy from Tuesday in the band now, you know? Like, it, it has just this little lighter approach that I that I don't really get on God Damn It. Right. You know? It's, it's, him, it's Dan figuring out how he fits. It's Glenn and Dan figuring out how they play together and how they back up Matt, even in terms of backing vocals, in terms of everything. And they just really figure it out very quickly. I really just have always had the sense that Matt's playing this guitar intro and you kind of just see Dan coming up with the line. And there's something magical about that, that feeling that it's not it's not overworked. He puts a little bit of flair into it. But this has like, you know, that feeling of playing with people for the first time and you're you're trying to do something that stands out, but you're trying to fit mm-hmm. within the dynamic. It's so perfect here. And I really, really like going back to Matt's guitar tone, the end of this song, the instrumental of this song, where you hear those octaves, but they're not nearly yeah. as pronounced yeah. as they're going to become, especially by like maybe I'll catch fire where it's just yeah. like piercing. They're underneath all of this dirge that comes from that tone. Yeah. Almost in a way that you you feel like he's maybe not doing the best job of making it only the octaves that he's hitting. It's He's hitting all of the strings yeah. that are in yeah. the surrounding area. <laughs> well, and I think... I think that's the thing that always really that I've always really liked about his playing on the early stuff is it's not really technically correct. There's a lot of things that are not the way they're supposed to be. And I, I think this is we've probably talked about it on this podcast before, but one of my like 
one of the things I really bums me out with bands I like specifically of the punk band ilk as they get older and older is they learn how to do things right. And then they just start trying to be like, I just want to write the American songbook. We yeah. need more of those. And it's like, no, we don't. Mm-hmm. Like what was interesting is because you had your own thing. And I understand like at a certain point you're like, oh yeah, I maybe shouldn't do it this way, but there should still be something that feels like you. And and when I think of records like my Shame is true or this addiction, I don't really hear Matt Skiba. But when I hear this stuff, I just I hear those people in it. Not it doesn't feel like any band could have done this. It feels like this group of people at this specific moment of time were able to make this thing. Absolutely. And and to come in the way that they do and just those explosions on both choruses and it isn't strong enough the way that they just there's that pause and then they come in and it's so loud and boisterous mm-hmm. and everybody is hitting everything that they can at the same time in this cacophonous roar and then you get to the instrumental where it's like all right matt's going crazy because he found this way that he can write a solo that's not like just him playing single notes over a bass yeah and just I love the way too that Glenn just gets choppier and choppier mm-hmm. as it goes until they all kind of get in on that and you feel that moment too where it's like oh okay cool let's let's all do this stop thing that we got going here Glenn yeah and that's really kind of you know they obviously do that in 97 in a different way but i think this is kind of the start of them figuring out that dynamic which they use a lot uh but really i want to also talk about like it's it's very dynamic because yeah they're all doing that but then when matt starts singing it's just so just him and a guitar yeah very frail sounding guitar a very frail sounding guitar and a and a voice that isn't quite dialed in yet either i always thought that these vocals were just a little He's still figuring out how to sing, at least how to sing onto a recording. Yeah. Because he's got, I I feel like he's almost over-enunciating his, like, lethargic state that the lyrics are representing. Mm-hmm. He's just, sorry, um, you know, he's, he's almost like he's singing his hangover. Sure. Um, but the, the, the fact that it does drop into that, the way that it does and pick back up slowly with that line that we have Mm -hmm. from Dan and gets a little bit of steam going before the chorus. Yeah. And I mean, I want to talk about the lyrics a little bit here because they are so cheesy, but so clever. I remember Mm -hmm. hearing this the first time and just being like, man, that's a really, it's a really unique way to articulate these thoughts Uh you know um and maybe it feels a little cornier now but like i still think those turns of phrase are are so specific well i always really liked the chorus line it it isn't strong enough to burn away the cooking wine like there's a real vagueness to that yeah and i think that he at this time of his writing works a lot vaguer yeah and part of i guess the you know the process that you're talking about of them f- 
figuring it out and dialing it in a little bit more, you see a lot of those vaguenesses drop as yeah. he gets more specific and, and wants to be more explicit about exactly what he's saying. But it isn't strong enough to burn away the cookie wine. I still don't know what that means. Yeah. I yeah. really like that. No, I think that that line is great. Um, the chorus is so effective. And I love that this song, I still think, kind of transcends a little bit because there is obviously a part of the the band's fan base that isn't as doesn't maybe share the sensibilities we do. And mm-hmm. that's cool. Uh, I think that's true of probably most bands. Um, but when I see them play, I feel like I've never not seen them play this song. Like if they're playing a full set, I feel like Cooking Wine is always in it. Yeah. And I feel like it comes up to that verse part, Matt stops singing and the crowd just does the whole thing. It's so perfect. I mean, it's like, there's no way it was written to do that. Exactly. But yeah. it does it better than any of any other of their like pandery quote unquote moments live. You know, this is just that crowd interaction moment that like, this was, it's meant to do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not trying to stretch it. It's not him working the name of this city into the song live. It's just the people know it and they want to sing it. Roll with that, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's interesting. I think the way that this song kind of stands out because I feel like for a lot of us, the presentation of it was through the Asian man self-titled compilation. Sure, yeah. And when you're getting into the second half of, of that release, I love so many of those tracks, but they don't stand out in the way that the first half does or the two LPs that precede it just have, you know, it's like I'm, it's like I'm 15 again. And it's like, all right, well, I've got like 15 favorite alkaline sure, trio songs yeah, and this yeah. isn't going to be one of them, but this one does freaking carry. Yeah. I mean, I think there's so many great songs on that self-titled compilation and from that early era, but this one really is like, it feels like a single. Mm-hmm. Like when I think of this self-titled comp and I think of what are the temples, it's almost segmented in the sense of like, yeah, there's the early stuff, but it's really like my friend Peter, this 97. Like those feel like the agreeable big songs. I feel like people love I Lied My Face Off, obviously, but I feel like that's such a different mood. Yeah. You know? I think, I think Bleeder does have that, but that's, that song's a that's its, a its own thing. category. Yeah, yeah, and we've we've talked about that for quite some time. Uh huh. Um, but you know what I mean, like when I'm talking about like the the pop singles though. Right. Like 97 isn't really that, but it's it's the closer. It's the last thing. Yeah. But I've always felt like my friend Peter and this song are the two like, if I was trying to get someone in the door, and they they're not really familiar, like those are two I would probably cherry pick off of there. Even though there's other stuff I like more on it. Hmm those feel like these are these are just simple and you're gonna have fun yeah you know and there's not there's not as much around it that's fun i keep going back to that but like when i think of this it's just like god this is like such a good sing-along it's not it's not trying too hard it's just being what it is and it's not overthought and it's it really drives home that like they had this like pop sensibility from the beginning yeah maybe if they didn't even know that's what that was yeah i feel like 
this is such a moment too where you have Matt going into the lyrical headspace that really dominates God Damn It, where this is somebody who is in his early 20s. Yeah. He doesn't like his job. He drinks too much because mom's not home. <laughs> yeah. And he's trying to figure out how to be a person about himself. And then he's also finding these ways to express drunkenness and being hung over <laughs> feeling yeah. like a piece of shit in these really clever ways that everybody can latch on to mm-hmm. and boom there you have it yeah and i think that's this is really a testament to what i think so much good punk music can be is that it, it, it is just this very simple like this person has a unique way of phrasing something or stating something or, or putting this package together obviously there's plenty of great music that's much more ornate and much more labored over but there is just something about the simplicity of like this is all i got and this is what i'm gonna say and that's it and I, yeah I, and, and we're gonna take us take us home from there yeah it's like do i need to write a second verse nah no, I'll just yell it. Yeah, I'll just get a and I'll throw a fucking in there. Uh huh. You know? That's a good fucking too. <laughs> oh man, those yells. They're very good. Oh man, they're fantastic. Um, all in all, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump the gun on this. Sure. One. This is a five out of five. When I initially thought of it's one of those when I initially think about it, it's like oh that can't be a five star but. It is. Like, yeah. It's a five-star song. Absolutely. It's just, it's just that simple. It's. I, I, I feel like <laughs> it's interesting working on, on this scale where a five is, is symbolic of being at the very top. And the idea that you could forget about something being at the very top when it is, in fact, at the very top. Yeah. It feels like that shouldn't comply. But when you have so many. Yeah. Then there are those. There are those that you you look at and you come back to and you realize, this is so powerful still to this day. It's the reason why I love this band. Mm -hmm. This has nearly every single aspect that I latched on to in a perfect form. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. It's just one of those where... Because I feel the way I do about so much of that early material, because that's what I latched onto, and because I still think that stuff's so great, there are those songs that sneak up on me where I'm like, oh, yeah, that song's great. And then when I listen to it, I'm like, no, it's really great. <laughs> like, it's a yeah. next-level song where, like, not only do does it feel so distinct and so powerful, but I can hear so much of how people have tried to do that sense and, yeah. and, and try to tap into it still unsuccessfully and this is one of those songs there are so many bands that try to do that like i'm drunk and sad and i play pop punk and it's 99.9 percent trash just mm-hmm. like does not need to exist those people should just like walk into the ocean but no no they need to go that far no no i should have gone farther they should walk deeper well, into the ocean you walk into walk into a pond mm. a lot of seaweed a lot of pond weed a lot of weed is this coming out on 420 week oh dude my favorite thing about smoking weed is being too afraid to smoke weed 
Never done it in my life. Uh, hey, but if you do like what we are doing with our lives, we should uh, we should talk a little bit more about that. Why don't you leave us a review and a five-star rating on your podcast player and maybe tell a friend about the show, somebody who you thought was really cool when you were 15. Uh, maybe they'd be interested in hearing something like this. If you want to take it even further, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash as you were we got polls you can vote on the songs that we talk about next we got some swag i got a hungry dog it is not your time to eat it is not your time to eat she thinks it is i don't care it's not i'm the boss and patreon is great because you kind of get to be the boss of this show which is why you should go over there and pledge a monthly amount to help us Keep it going. Keep the lights on, baby. Keep the lights on the website. We will be moving into a new space pretty soon. And we are... God, this this will be the third living space yeah. that I've been in since this podcast started. That is true. Um, but it, I, I'm so happy to have it here for me every week. Chance to see you as often as we're seeing each other just makes me so damn happy and we are so happy that you are coming back and enjoying the conversation and taking part very meaningful to us we appreciate it very very much and we will be back next week for you we'll be on time and we'll see you then thanks i'm gonna walk out of the room now tim david wait we have another one to record